Disasters, True Stories, narrated by Brad Carty. The Chernobyl Disaster We are in the 1986 world, which is cut in two by a wall that finds its epicenter in Berlin. The Cold War opposes the United States, led by the former actor and ultra-conservative Ronald Reagan, and, on the other side, the communist bloc led by the USSR of Mikhail Gorbachev. This war is played out in the four corners of the world, in turn in Korea, Cuba, Vietnam, and Afghanistan. The two blocs show their muscles by spending billions on weapons of mass destruction. Science has given mankind nuclear energy, which, when placed in a missile, can destroy an entire country and thus annihilate any power opposed to its ideology. Nuclear power has also entered the home, with nuclear power plants that provide electricity that are gradually appearing throughout the countryside. In 1986, the Cold War and the arms race have deeply weakened the USSR. Infrastructure budgets are no longer sufficient to maintain a fragile and aging nuclear fleet. The ecological and human catastrophe of Chernobyl is the first crack in the wall that separates the world. This is the story of the few days that will change the face of the world forever. Chernobyl is a city located 60 miles north of Kiev, a former city of the USSR and now the capital of Ukraine. On April 26, 1986, a safety test is scheduled at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Yet this routine test is about to get out of hand. An unexpected power surge and steam buildup leads to a series of explosions that will blow up the reactor. Considered the worst nuclear accident in history, the Chernobyl disaster directly killed 31 people, 28 of whom died from acute radiation poisoning during cleanup. Experts estimate that it has also caused thousands of premature cancer deaths, although the exact number is disputed. Even today, the area around the plant remains so contaminated that it is officially closed to human habitation. We are going to follow minute by minute the unfolding of this disaster. September 26, 1977. The Chernobyl nuclear power plant is inaugurated. It is located in Ukraine, then a part of the former Soviet Union, and its purpose is to supply the Soviet network with electricity. The Chernobyl site contains four 1,000-megawatt reactors, plus two additional reactors under construction. In February 1986, a Soviet official declared that the chances of a nuclear accident were only 1 in 0. .0001. April 25th, 1986, at 1 o'clock p.m. The operators of Chernobyl begin to reduce the power of reactor number four in preparation for a safety test. 
They scheduled this test to coincide with the routine maintenance shutdown of the plant. This test is supposed to stop in case of a power failure. The turbines that are still operating can produce enough electricity to run the cooling pumps before the backup generators trip. Ironically, this safety test will result in the destruction of the reactor. 2 o'clock p.m. The emergency core cooling system of reactor number 4 is deactivated to allow the test to run smoothly. Although this does not cause the accident, it will aggravate the impact of the disaster. At about the same time, the test and shutdown were temporarily delayed to respond to an overconsumption of energy in the Chernobyl region. April 25th, 11.10 p.m. Operators receive authorization to continue the test. At this late hour, the least experienced operator is in charge of the plant. He claims he never received proper instructions on how to perform the test. April 26th at midnight. The power drops well below the level at which the reactor is considered stable. The operators react badly in panic and do not respect any of the plant's safety instructions. The power does not go back up. This is partly due to the accumulation of xenon gas in the reactor core. At 1 o'clock p.m., the power stabilizes, but at a lower level than desired. Nevertheless, the test is ordered to continue. The automatic emergency stop system and other safety functions are therefore disabled. Unexpected power surges trigger disaster. Shortly thereafter, the test officially starts and an unexpected power surge occurs. An operator presses the emergency shutdown button, but the feed valves block when they enter the core. The first explosion, which is quickly followed by at least one more, blows the roof right off the reactor and sends a fireball into the spring night. A power outage causes the plant to spin as the air fills with dust and bits of graphite. Radiation begins to spread. Walls and equipment collapse and dozens of fires break out, including one on the roof of the nearby reactor. Despite all the evidence, the nuclear engineer in charge of the test insists that reactor number four is still intact. He later dies of radiation poisoning. An hour later, the first firefighters arrive on the scene. They have no knowledge of radiation and are not wearing any protective clothing. Soviet officials on site call an emergency meeting at which they decide to prevent cars from leaving or entering Pripyat, the nearby town that was built to house the Chernobyl workers. The police officers sent to the roadblocks also have no knowledge of radiation and also wear no protective clothing. 5 o'clock a.m. The power plant managers shut down the reactor number 3. Then, the next morning, it is the turn of the other reactors. 6.35 a.m. At this point, all fires are out, except for a fire in the reactor core, which will continue to burn for days. On April 27th, several helicopters of the Soviet army are mobilized to pour three-ton loads of sand, clay, boron, lead, and dolomite into the core, onto the fire, 
to try to slow down radioactive emissions. One of the nuclear engineers warns the pilot of the helicopter, if you fly directly over this core, I promise you that by tomorrow morning you will be begging to be shot. Start of evacuations, April 27th at 2 p.m. After not telling the inhabitants for 36 hours, the Soviet authorities finally begin to evacuate people from Pripyat, as well as from neighboring towns and villages. Residents are informed that this is temporary and that they should take only their IDs and essentials with them. Shortly afterwards, however, an exclusion zone was set up around Chernobyl that prevented any return. April 28th. Sweden detects a large amount of radiation in the atmosphere, which came from the USSR. Soviet officials admit that there was an accident, but they wrongly claim that the situation is under control. The next day, spy satellite photos give U.S. officials their first glimpse of the devastation caused by the Chernobyl disaster. May Day Soviet officials refused to cancel the May 1st May Day festivities in Kiev, even though radiation continues to be released unabated. It is a human catastrophe. May 4th. Liquid nitrogen is propelled under the destroyed reactor to cool it down. The whole cleaning operation involves thousands of workers. Contaminated villages are wiped off the map. Pets and livestock are slaughtered by the thousands. The contaminated soil is only buried a few yards deep. May 6th. Radioactive emissions are decreasing sharply perhaps because the fire in the core has extinguished itself. On May 8th, the Soviet authorities finally closed the schools in Kiev and advised the inhabitants to stay indoors and not to eat leafy vegetables. Workers are finishing draining about 20,000 tons of radioactive water from under the core. May 9th, workers begin pouring concrete under the reactor which is then encased in a huge concrete and metal structure. On May 14th, Mikhail Gorbachev speaks publicly about the incident for the first time, stating on state television that the worst is behind us. August 25th to 29th, the International Atomic Energy Agency held a conference at which scientists attributed the accident not only to human error and insufficient safety culture, but also to design flaws in Soviet reactors. Much later, in December, Unit 3, the last reactor in operation at Chernobyl, is shut down. In April 2006, Gorbachev writes that the Chernobyl disaster, quote, Even more than my launching of Perestroika, Chernobyl may have been the real cause of the collapse of the Soviet Union, end quote. The Chernobyl disaster marked the end of a certain world, the world of carefree attitudes towards nuclear energy. The world opened its eyes to this invisible and deadly danger. The Soviet bloc begins its long dissolution brick by brick and country by country. As a symbol of this upheaval, in 1996, Gorbachev makes a commercial for a famous American pizza chain. 
On March 11, 2011, a triple disaster struck Asia. A major earthquake on the Pacific coast of Japan, which caused a terrible tsunami and ultimately the accident at the Fukushima nuclear power plant. Japan will experience an ecological disaster of the same severity as Chernobyl that will contaminate the Japanese land for thousands of years and thus remind the world of the terror of nuclear power. Did you like this episode? Feel free to comment, share, and rate it. See you soon for new stories. Midnight Studio, addictive podcast creator.